The journey of faith is often filled with obstacles, trials, and struggles. And quite honestly, sometimes it just feels like we're roaming in the wilderness in this culture, in this society. We might be asking, is the Bible relevant to what is going on in our world today? On this podcast, we'll discuss the relevance of the Bible to today's current events and society. Let's welcome in Voice in the Modern Wilderness host, Greg Walden. Thank you, Pastor Jeremiah. I wish to welcome all of you to the Voice in the Modern Wilderness podcast, where our goal is to reach the lost for Christ and to spark a national revival in our land. Have you ever stopped to think about the message, the story behind the music that you sing? Now, I'm talking about the old church hymns, you know, like Amazing Grace and old songs that we sung when we were kids going up in Sunday school and church. Well, today we're going to talk about the story of a really famous hymn, the hymn of What a Friend We Have in Jesus. We all, most of us, know this song. It's a very widely known hymn that's sung, you know, back in the good old days. I don't know how often it's sung today since most churches are more contemporary in the worship style. But back when I was a kid, we sung this song all the time. It was pretty much in every hymnal that you see in the pews. And we sing it, we sing it all the time, and we never thought about the story behind the hymn. And a lot of hymns that we sing in those books have stories behind them. There are real-life stories real-life people, real-life situations that inspired the hymn that we're singing. So today we're going to be talking about what a friend we have in Jesus, the story behind it. The song was originally a poem written by Joseph Shriven. Joseph Shriven lived from September 10, 1819 to August 10, 1886. He was born to prosperous parents in Branbridge, County Down, Ireland. He graduated from Trinity College in Dublin in 1842. He met a lady he was really in love with, and they were engaged to be married. The night before they were to be married, his fiancée and him were going to meet at this creek, and his fiancée got there before he did. But something spooked the horse she was on, and the horse, she was tossed from the horse headfirst into the river, or creek, and knocked unconscious and accidentally drowned. Joseph arrived just in time to see his dead fiancé. Now, you have to imagine how hard that would be for him to, you know, going out there for a night of, you know, being together the, the night before you get married, and there's so much awesome feelings of love and going on. And when you get there, you're, you see your fiance is dead. That, I mean, I imagine that would have had to just wreck his world right there. So after that tragic event, he moved to Canada, left Ireland and went to Canada. He turned to God after that tragedy to deal with his loss. In Canada, he devoted his life to serving his fellow man. He devoted his life to prayer, to connecting with God. 
and taking God's teachings, like the Sermon on the Mount, to heart. And he pledged his life to serving those who were financially unable or sick or disabled, those who could not reimburse him for his labor. So he would go cut wood and do odd things for for those who could not help themselves. And during his time in Canada, he fell in love again to another lady. And sadly, tragedy strikes again. The lady he was supposed to be married to contracted pneumonia and died before the wedding, just weeks before they were to be married. So now he had his second bout with tragedy. Two times he was to be married, and two times he lost his fiancée before they were to be married. A shattered Shriven turned to the only thing that anchored him during his life, which was his faith. Through prayer and Bible study, he found not just solace, but a mission. He took a vow of poverty, sold all his earthly possessions, and vowed to give his life to the physically handicapped and financially destitute. Ten years after this, Shriven received word that his mother had become very ill. The man who had taken a vow of poverty did not have the funds to go home to help care for her, heartsick, and feeling a need to reach out to her, he wrote the story of his life in three short verses. He called, you can guess it, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. A short little poem. In 1886, Joseph Shriven, ironically, drowned in a Canadian lake. Several of Shriven's friends got a copy of this poem that he wrote to his mother and took it to a music publisher. Within two years, the little poem of inspiration had been published and coupled to a tune written by American lawyer Charles Converse. Two decades later, the great American evangelist Dwight L. Moody came across the song and believed it to be the most touching modern hymn he had ever heard. It was Moody who gave the song a national platform and caused so many to think that the song had been written in America. Ironically, Joseph Shriven drowned in a Canadian lake in 1886, and did not live to see his song carried to every corner of the globe. So you see, this song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, really, if we see the story behind these hymns, makes these hymns more powerful than what we ever realized they would be before we knew the story. This hymn came out of huge tragedy. I mean, just imagine going through two deaths of your fiance, not being able to be there for your sick mother because you're impoverished and cannot afford to make the trip to care for her. So the only thing you can do is write her a poem. I mean, you got to imagine this guy's life from our eyes, from the human perspective, was tragic. But yet, Joseph Shriven right now is living in perfect peace in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ, because through the tragedy, through it all, instead of feeling sorry for himself, having a pity party for himself, he turned to the rock, which is God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the rock of our salvation. He turned to that rock, and that was a firm foundation. He could take and withstand all the crazy mess that life tossed at him. 
He stood there like a stone with the waves crashing all around him and yet did not move. He was a strong faith warrior. So let's listen to the song, shall we? And just think about this backstory while you are listening to the song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Here it is. stuff, isn't it, guys? Well, that is our episode of the story behind the song. I hope this blesses you. I hope this touches you and just encourages you to take all these different hymns that you know and love and research the story behind them. We'll definitely go into more of these songs in future episodes. These are very intriguing stories. I wish you all God bless and a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Voice in the Modern Wilderness. 
The goal of this podcast is to reach the lost for Jesus Christ and spark a national revival in our nation. I pray that the message of these podcasts reaches your heart, and if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can be saved today, right now. Jesus Christ stands at the door of your heart and asks you to open the door to Him. He desires to save you today and right now. You don't have to do 100 Hail Marys or worry that your life is too dirty for Him to welcome you. You come as you are, dirty and wretched, just like all of us who are saved came to Him at one point in our lives. All it takes is for you to surrender your life to Him right now. Jesus will do the cleaning. All you need to do is come to Him in humility and repentance for your sins and ask Him to forgive you of your sins right now and He will forgive you of all your sins. He will start a new work in you. He will make you a new creation and your life will never be the same again. He offers you freedom you have never experienced and joy that you cannot explain. If God's Spirit is convicting you now that the message of the Gospel is true, do not ignore it. Open your heart to Jesus now and allow Him to do a new work in you and set you free from sin, death, and hell. If you want to get saved today, please pray along with me right now. Father God, I am convinced the message of the Gospel is true and I believe that your only Son, Jesus Christ, came down to earth through the virgin birth, lived a sinless life, and went to the cross of Calvary to lay down his life for my sins, and rose again on the third day as evidence of him being the King of kings and Lord of lords, and because he rose again through him, so shall I rise again. Because he conquered the grave, so shall I conquer the grave. I believe Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of the Father and is preparing a place for me in heaven, and I want to repent of my sins right now. I turn away from this sinful lifestyle I have been living and ask you to forgive my sins, and I make you Lord of my life right now. I will read your word and do what you say in your word from this point forward. I surrender my will to your will, Lord Jesus, and one day you are coming again for all those who have believed and put their trust in you so that we may be where you are. I come to you in faith believing and thank you for sacrificing yourself for my sins and receive salvation that you have paid for and offer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me now and making me a new creation. I thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit and I wish to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit so that I may overcome sin as you have overcome the world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have believed and prayed that prayer in faith believing, I wish to rejoice with you and be assured that your life will never be the same again. The Bible says that the angels rejoice in heaven when one lost soul comes to salvation in Christ. And right now there is a party going on in heaven just because you have come home to Jesus. You have escaped the judgment of hell that would have fallen on you had you not received this wonderful salvation. I also encourage you to find a local Bible-believing church and talk to the pastor, the deacons, the elders of the church 
to let them know, hey, I just got saved and give me direction where I should go, help you find a ministry and fulfill the Great Commission to reach all the lost for Jesus Christ in the world. I wish to thank all of you for listening to my podcast and encourage you to let others know of my podcast series. I am praying that this podcast series will grow and reach more people and would appreciate your help in accomplishing this. I wish all of you God bless and look forward to bringing you more content, so please stay tuned for more podcasts from Voice in the Modern Wilderness. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.